So today we're talking what? Tacos? Is that what we decided? Yeah, I would love to talk tacos, but I think we got to talk a little official race stuff too. Right? Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, because like there has been some chatter lately that um, you know racing may be a thing. I know, right? You know, it's been like a year, and uh, there's some races happening. My wife actually signed up for one in October. So, like, so, I mean, it's, they're coming, man. They're coming. Yeah, I got an official call from a friend of mine who's a race director that uh, does a race um, that we sponsor every year. And he's like, we're on. If you're in, we're doing this. And I'm like, let's do this. We're in. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Have you ever done done the Colt State Park half marathon? No, I haven't. I've heard good things, though. Like, it's very well run and, like, the course is gorgeous yeah and, yeah uh it's like a two looper i think right like you do two loops of the park or yeah. something yeah and you it's, run you're running along the water for most of the race it's gorgeous yeah that's it's a, a fun it, one yeah it's a must do for people um and jay the race director uh, from true north racing is awesome it's very well run very safe mm-hmm. it's a good race yeah those those folks they know they know what they're doing over there at true north of racing <laughs> true sure. north knows what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um cool so that race is happening it's happening when is that race that's like november i think october november so the tail end okay. of uh of all this all right cool of, so of the race season yeah, I feel like a lot of the race directors are seeing, you know, vaccinations happening. They're seeing um, the numbers maybe going down, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Um, and they're starting to put plans in place to get actual in-person live racing happening. Right. Um, so there's a lot of runners who are kind of rusty you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot I, of them rusty, right? Like yours truly. Um, so I thought maybe I would chat with you about how us rusty runners can get a little bit more race ready. And then, um, Ray and I talked about this a little bit in our other podcast, uh, that, you know, you got to be flexible with this stuff because the numbers could go up again. And like, you got to be able to kind of move the race date if you need to. So, you know, maybe we can talk about some ways that runners can be like, just kind of ready to race at any point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to look to you, um, some input on that part because there's like mm-hmm. coaching wise there's okay being race ready training wise yeah you know so if you're looking to peak for the the cox marathon in usually what's that may the providence road races there mm-hmm. um and all of a sudden that gets pushed off to who knows when and there's yeah. not another race you know and you're set to peak at that time so obviously there's a coaching strategy to that which i can't really talk yeah. to talk much about that but that's a that was a huge thing over the past year because people were at their best shape and then their race got put off indefinitely and then they tried to do other races you know because there's been a handful throughout the country off and on that have been open right right um, but so that's so there's there's that part of it right mm-hmm. how would you guys like how would you handle it when you were competing hard if you were you know, your big race was coming up next week and all of a sudden like, yeah, no nope, COVID. Sorry. We're putting it off for three months. 
Yeah, that's, probably. That's your race you've been training yeah. for. What do you do? I'd probably start weeping first. <laughs> I'd weep. Yeah. I'd get into a little bit of denial. And yeah. then, uh, you know, what I would probably do is, depending on, like, the distance, if it was, like, a marathon, I'd probably be in my, like, tapering phase if mm-hmm. it was, like, a week or two before. So I would try to figure out, like, when that date is going to be if I could. So like if the race director's like you, like I'm going to push it off a month, then I know, okay, I've got maybe instead of like a two week taper and then build back up, I would just kind of say like, okay, I'm going to start building back up now and then time mm-hmm. my two week taper before the big, gotcha. the big race. So like I would kind of just jump back into my, you know, my schedule from, probably like the previous two or three weeks yeah yeah um, and just get back into it and try to just just shift you know shift the the rest week so i'm i hopefully can peak again um when that that big race actually happens right. um it can be a little jarring uh i've had it happen once or twice where like not at like a marathon but like a 5k or a 10k where it's just got moved and um you know it's a little bit it's a little bit jarring but you just you just adjust you have to because yeah there's nothing you can do about it you know no you know and the good thing about that scenario not that it's a good thing but you're you've been conditioning right so you're building your tolerance you're you know, you, you're peaked in your mileage and you're kind of, maybe you approach that taper, like you said, when you find out. So you just kind of modify that higher level. But mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people are going to hit now is they've been down here. Right. That's right. Yeah. Race. Their yep. training may have been negatively affected mm-hmm. um, for so many different reasons this past year. So now we got people who might not have raced since spring of what, 2019? Yeah. Yeah, it's right? brutal, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now you got, and you know, racing as a whole. If you, you know, there's people who do these road races and they just run. They just run the race. They don't race, yeah, the yeah. Race, right? And there's some people who are trying to PR, push the envelope. The higher level ones are actually trying to win. We know that, but mm-hmm. racing is a whole new ball game, right? There's a, yeah. There's a, there's a whole different intensity to it. Um, usually a faster speed. So coming from my perspective. If, you know, if people have got their first race coming up in over a year, they need to get some speed work in. Like they need to yeah. get their body used to some race pace. And if they use um, racing flats versus their training shoes, they need mm-hmm. to spend some time in their racing flats as well. Right. Yeah, because, I totally, totally agree with that. Like I right? know that like um, for me especially or for like any runner, you have to get – you have to – prepare for the scenario you're going to put yourself in. So like if you're exactly. racing a 5k or a 10k, you need to get some turnover going, get yep. on the track, get some up tempo work uh in and just get comfortable moving quickly because yep. you haven't done it in like a year. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what happens when 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 you start moving quicker, you tend to get on the ball of your foot more. Right? Yep. So if you're on the ball of your foot more and you're running faster, that's a lot more stress to your calf, Achilles, plantar fascia, those structures mm-hmm. in your foot. Um, and then if you, let's say it's someone doing some track events, now you got spikes. So like, yeah, you need to, you need to get in that environment. You need to get mm-hmm. the turnover up. You need to get in spikes. You need to get in your flats. You need to um, challenge yourself in a way that you will on race day. 
Cause I'm, I'm sure you probably have had times like your first race of the season on the track, you get off and the next day your calves are smoked. Oh um, dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The other day we had a customer. I don't know if you know, Jose, Jose Marcano. Don't probably do. I, I want to know him. That's a good name. He's fantastic. But he's like, he's like an older gentleman. I think he's like in his fifties or something, but the dude's like yeah. super fit. And he's like, uh, he wants to run a mile in like five twenty or something. And he comes over to me and he's like, Eric, I want, I need you to like pace me through this mile. And I was like, dude, <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'll snap an Achilles. I haven't done anything in like a year. Like I would legit probably get hurt. Yeah, if you had a week or two to up your tempo, get on the track, or however you're gonna do it, and prepare, maybe. But yeah. I mean, more than a week or two. But yeah, smart move, man. Yeah. So you, like. You, you're right, because like, like those that my legs, they just haven't done that, man. They haven't done it yeah. in a year, so like, yeah, that, no way. That, that's a whole new stress, like we talked about last time, right? It's yeah, a whole, it's a whole new environment. So, yeah, <sighs> biggest advice from my perspective, my end of running, like the medical side of it, is you know, get to race pace a couple of times, get in your racing gear a couple of times. If it's on the track, you got to get to the track. Because um, mm -hmm. you want to be used to the surface that you're racing on. Um, but also, what could be the case, people who are racing on the track for the first time, they haven't been taking those left-hand turns because they've been doing all their mileage on the road. So there's mm -hmm. no, there's very few left-hand turns. So we got to get on there and get yourself ready to take a couple, half dozen left-hand turns, right? Right. Yeah, I remember in college when I would first get into like the track season, especially indoor track because it's a 200-meter track, yeah. the, the, my T-bands were like beat up from all those left turns it's brutal right yeah so you gotta you just gotta get yourself used to the conditions you know you, do what you, you are gonna be doing yeah um, so you think you think about the the indoor track same thing with the outdoor but yeah but it happens less often like you got this left lean that you're doing all the time with those left hand turns so we right. see a lot of like inside shin and foot issues on the left foot and mm -hmm. outside hip knee and uh, ankle issues on the right foot because you're kind of always pushing to the left, pushing to the left, pushing to the left. <laughs> right. You know, if, if the first time you do that is race pace, I'll save a visit for you on Monday because something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. And it's a, it's the same thing too with the, when you're doing like a road race or something. A lot of, <clears throat> a lot of people, well, a lot of the folks that we coach, we suggest that you go to the course you're going to be racing on so you can at least get comfortable with say the elevation changes or right. like where the mile markers are, you can at least kind of plan ahead a little bit and kind of yeah. know what you're getting yourself into. Absolutely. Yeah. Good advice there. I try. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> do you have any suggestions in terms of like um, kind of the other stuff? If we're doing, if we're getting into kind of this racing mode, we're basically like raising the intensity. Yes. Um, so are there some suggestions in terms of like, uh, you know, strengthening, should I strengthen certain areas? Should I be doing more foam rolling? Should I be doing more, uh, static stretching? I know I definitely should warm up yeah. a lot before I get <laughs> going. Yeah. yeah so um, that's a great question. The biggest thing that, you know, most people have to realize if they're approaching race season. 
So, you know, the, you know, the age grouper, middle-aged person like myself who might just be doing a couple of road races for the summer, that's still considered race season. So the intensity levels are going up. So mm -hmm. if you were pretty consistent with your strengthening routine, um, and you know, then your, your intensity of racing was here. Mm -hmm. Now the intensity of racing goes up. You might have to come down a little bit on your strengthening. It doesn't mean to stop it all together, okay. but yep. maybe you're cutting those strength workouts in half. Maybe you're doing it just one time a week because you can maintain benefits with that. Mm -hmm. um, but something has to give. It's like a seesaw. You can't increase the intensity, increase the speed, increase the mileage, add all those race efforts and still try to get stronger, stronger, stronger. So yeah. it's a typical race season, you want to come down a little bit. Um, the warm-up's always happening. The tissue work should always be mm -hmm. happening. So that's a, that's a given. If you mm -hmm. haven't been doing it, for your runs, you definitely want to do it before races because, again, it's a different intensity level, more stress yep. to the tissues. Um, and, yeah, just staying mobile and doing your flexibility. So the only thing that would I would say would change is probably the overall volume of your strength training if you tend to be a high-volume um, runner, high-volume strength workout type of runner. Yeah. I just talked about those, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I, the, I am not one of those, but um, <laughs> most, most, most distance runners aren't. <laughs> um, but is that, does that have something to do with, it's got to, got to do with recovery, right? So, like, yeah. you can't just constantly be adding, 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 adding. You've right. got to, you got to take something away because you got to recover from those, like, track sessions, those tempo runs, those races, all that fun stuff. It goes back to the bucket. Yeah, you gotta right. put some holes in that bucket, man. You gotta put holes in the bucket. So maybe you you know it's an extra rest day in there, a little more tissue work, a little less strengthening. You know, typically adding strength training in will drill a giant hole in your bucket in a good way. Mm -hmm. But if you're you know your intensity level, speed levels, race efforts are going up, 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 then maybe taking away you know fifty percent intensity of the strength work or one of the mm -hmm. days of strength work that'll actually be a bigger hole in your bucket at that phase in your training. Got it. Cool. So it's all yeah. It's all about recovering, staying under that threshold. Don't let the water overflow the bucket so you get sick or hurt. Um, it's balancing that out, and that's different for everyone. You know, some people can tolerate more more stress in their body during race efforts than other people. Right, right. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. I think I got to wrap this sucker up because I saw a bunch of people just walk in the door here. Sell some sneakers, <laughs> but, man. Yeah, we're gonna sell some sneakers. Um, do you have, before I go, yeah. do you have a favorite taco shop that you go to? Yeah, I do. Can you give us I, the I, name of it? I got a plug to Lula's. Oh, Lula's Tacos. so good. Right on Ive Street. Mm -hmm. They're, they're good. Jake, the owner, he's the man. He's like a Southern California Mexican guy, phenomenal chef. And they just, they're my favorite. There's a few other good ones, but. I can't deny, like, if I'm if I'm in the mood for some serious tacos, I'm going to Tulula's. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You? I have just recently uh, experienced Tulula's yep. uh, in burrito form. I didn't get tacos. Yeah. I want burrito. But <laughs> so, um, good. so good, man. So yeah. good. I have a favorite spot in Patuxent Village called Poco Loco. <gasps> I've heard of Poco Loco. So good. Is it good? All right. I've not been. So I'll, I'll, I'll get over there. Yeah, get over there. Get some tacos in you, man. This thing's maybe, maybe we do a, a, a runner's coffee talk, a runner's taco talk. Taco talk. Together over tacos. We need tacos at 1030, right? 
dude, totally. Yeah. As long as they're open, we'll do it. Let's do it. Right. Taco talk. Sounds good. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Mike. All right. Thank you, man. We'll Bye, see you next week. Sounds good. Take care.